the rail. Hip hop, hip hop. Peace. This is Sharon Shabazz. You're listening to the RealHipHop.com podcast. On this episode, I talk to German producer Rockwell. Rockwell recently released an album titled Still Lovin' Boom Bap. The album features several guest appearances from MCs and DJs showing out over Rockwell's golden era flavored production. On this show, I talk to Rockwell about the featured MCs and DJs on his album, what it's like living in Germany, and why he still loves boom bap. So why'd you call the new album Still Loving Boom Bap? Oh, um, that's that's a, a good question, but actually it's pretty easy for me to answer because still loving Boom Bap. I grew up with the Boom Bap sound of the 90s and I'm still I still stick to it. Um, nowadays, there's so much different kind of hip hop music. But for me, what really comes um, from my heart and what really touches me is like the 90s style Boom Bap. It doesn't have to be from the 90s. Nowadays, uh, every week, dope albums uh, come out. But it's like when it comes to hip hop music, I love my boom bap. And that's why I'm still loving boom bap. But it has like a double meaning as well, because uh, I have a normal nine to five job and a family, a little child, um, as you can see on the cover uh, of my album. And uh, despite the fact that I have to like earn the money for my family and work full time, um, I still try to make as much music as possible. And um, sometimes I can't do beats for like two weeks or three weeks. Then I do like five in a row. So it's still loving Mumbai despite, despite the fact I still have to work a lot. So I think it's like, uh, yeah, um, related to the music that I love and related to my life that I have now. Wow. That's tough, man. Have you ever, um, I, I don't know how to word this because, uh, years ago I interviewed uh Ron fest. I don't know if you're familiar with Ron fest from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I know him. I know him. Dope MC. Yeah. He's real dope. And he told me that, um, he was a janitor and one day, um, uh, he was uh, working at like a junior high school and somebody had like defecated all over the walls. (laughs) He said that was the day he quit. And he said, from that point on, I've been making money off a rap. And um, he said, you can't do it both ways. Like you have to go all in. Um, Have you ever contemplated dropping the nine to five to fully immerse yourself in hip hop? Not really, to be honest, because um, for me, um, it gives me a lot of freedom too. I mean, not time wise, but um, I'm independent. I can do whatever, whatever I want with my music. Um, I don't have to be uh, like behind it to earn money with it uh, on a, on a monthly basis, you know? So, 
Um, money comes in with my normal job, although sometimes it's it's pretty tough because uh, now the album came out. I have to do a lot of promotional work, and um, I'm really happy that a lot of feedback comes in. But you, I try to answer all the feedback and like share and uh, give the people their props for for sharing and giving me the the, the, the kind words. Um, but that's tough when you have to work the whole day and then do it in between or in the evening. But I think sometimes it makes me more creative to be able to not focus on the mu music thing. And the other thing is, um, I think sometimes rappers can monetize their skills better than producers. I think um, pr producers are in the background a little bit. I mean, there are some like heroes that everybody knows, but normally it's like the rapper who's in the, in the focus. For example, I actually do not get a lot of placement on placements on albums um, or sell beats. Uh, most cases I give my beats away for free just in order to be able to dope, to make dope tracks with uh, dope MCs. So, yeah, it's it's pretty heavy. I mean, I'm also from Germany, from Munich, Germany, which, which is not a, a boom-bap hotspot. So I have to connect over the Internet. And um, maybe it would be different uh, when I would, uh, would be in New York or something like that and be able to connect with the people in a personal way more often than being in Germany and waiting for them to come on tour or sometimes to be in the States like, every five years, something like that, because it's really expensive. But no, um, I'm not really a well-known producer up to now. So for me, it was always clear that I have to earn money with a nine-to-five job. And it's really a privilege that now a lot of people um, are able to listen to my music and the feedback so far is really, really good. Um, and that makes me happy. So I try to... Uh, yeah, to try to have it uh, as a second, um, yeah, to balance it, balance, uh, second balance in my life, you know, when you work only, it's, it's heavy. So I have the music and this like balances me out, I guess. Okay. Um, the first single from the album is Roadrunner with M.Dot. Um, how did you link up with M.Dot? Told me though. The world is yours. <laughs> ain't a human alive. Stop my shine. Who, who, who resume is iller than mine is? <laughs> 
ready for the beans, legendary heavyweight. Now I travel, I travel, I travel the world. Taking no days off, it's steadily grinding. Then I catch a flight next night and send a stay. Um, my man Aprock, Andreas Purzer, he, uh, he's from the Snow Goons promotional team. Um, he does my promo work. Uh, and um, he connected me to MDOT a few years ago because he did uh, he did that promo as well. And then um, MDOT came uh, to Munich. He was on tour in Europe. And he was uh, even staying at my crib. And we had a, a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of beers. I showed him around in Munich. We met some other people I know here. And we recorded our track uh, in the studio. And um, yeah, so we, we became friends over that time. And um, then I worked with Revelation as well. He's from EMS too. Um, and now like the whole EMS camp, um, friends with a lot, uh, a lot of guys from them. And yeah, so I had the, I was lucky that most of the rappers who came to Munich are really nice guys like Mike, like MDOT or Will Deluxe. And so I became friends with them. And this is why I actually prefer like the, Uh, working on a personal base, but that's that's not possible all all the time because of the 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 yeah location I'm in. Okay. Um, you mentioned Will Deluxe, and he rhymes on the song "The Time Is Now," but you two have worked together prior to this project. What makes the chemistry so good with you and Will? Now where the place is here Look up in the sky Push that up in the air Rock well and Willie Luck Sean nothing appears Killing everything in my way With nothing to spare The time is now for me to shine The time is now The time is now The moment that you wait Hold your mic straight Before you challenge me Get your shit blown from the assassinated with a split tone. The man's amazing, the throne of gold is what he sits on. Powerful, the things in the vision that I've been shown. The power to snap bodies in two like a wishbone. Words of a wise man disrupt the feed in your spot can. What's with the lost fam? I figured them out. Make a believers burying the lingering doubt. Saliva, acid, chemicals tingling in the mouth. Toss turner from unsettled seas to calm short lines. Smack him in the head, his ears ringing like a door chime. Violating through trust, passing over drawn lines. Better late than never, but the God is always on time. Lo and behold, the mold breaker on the go. Look how I go at it, going for it. I finish the flow, put the fatality. Exit the ring, hand him a salary. The one man army going hard at your cavalry. Time is now where the place is here. Look up in the sky, push that up in the air. Rock well and Willie Luck, son, nothing appears. Killing everything in my way with nothing to spare. The time is now for me to shine. Um... Um, the chemistry between me and Will is like the same between me and uh, MDOT. They are both uh, very humble guys, very nice guys, very funny too, uh, really professional. Um, you know, when we say we do a track, I, I get the verses soon. They're dope. The quality is dope. And I mean, so there, there are a lot of different uh, angles you can you can have a view upon that. They're first and foremost, they're really, really nice guys, you know. Um, yeah, you, you must like them when, when you have personal contact with them. It's actually not possible to hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Where I, I interviewed Will a year ago and uh, we, we talked after the interview, and he's, he's a real cool dude. 
yeah, yeah, definitely, man. One of the best. And I think he's such a skilled and dope MC, and he doesn't get, um, yeah, the recognition he actually deserves. Nah, not at all. Not at all. So how long did it take you to put this album together with all of the features and you reaching over the ocean to contact guys? I think uh, it was uh, about three years. Um, wow. Yeah. And um, yeah, but that sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes you have to wait for verses um, because people are busy. And I mean, sometimes it's like you have a track within a week. Uh, and then you have it and then maybe um, you need like cuts from another DJ or something like that. And then probably like two or three weeks when everybody has time and then the track is done. Um, and then it's only like final mix and everything. But uh, sometimes it's like you're waiting like uh, a few months for worse. So, yeah, I mean... It's like my album is, I have so many different people on it. It's not just like me doing beats. So you always depend on um, um, on the others. And sometimes it, it takes longer because they have to have a lot of other uh, duties to fulfill. So, but I think that was really good because um, I collected, collected, collected. And then I thought, okay, maybe that's it. And then um, we finalized and now I'm, all, I'm already working on another album. Uh, with the um, producer team Soul Brother. I don't know if you know them, B-Bass and 12 Finger Dan. Um, they're well-known boom bap producers too uh, and have worked with many underground legends so far. And we're doing an album called Soul Rocker. That's Soul Brother and Rockwell. Um, and I think it's like 70% finished um, and will be maybe released uh, beginning, uh, beginning of 2021. But yeah, sometimes actually I could have like collected more tracks, but sometimes you just have to make a break because it limits you too. I want to finalize the project actually in my mind uh, and then start the next one because otherwise you're not really productive. You're always like collecting, collecting, and nothing comes out. So I tried to uh, yeah make a cut and then do the album and then start working on other things. You have a lot of scratching on the choruses of the album. What made you reach out to the DJs to incorporate cuts on the record? Uh, yeah, I just love cuts, man. I love like the classic boom bap tracks with dope cuts in the hook. I mean, I love boom bap tracks with dope like rhymed hooks as well, but cuts actually should be integrated in the track for me. Um, yes. You know, I grew up with, uh, in the 90s, I worked in a local hip-hop store here in Munich. Uh, Mighty Weenie was the name of the store. It, is, it was like uh, one of Europe's biggest hip-hop stores. And they had a lot of mixtapes. You know, I have like 200 music cassettes here in my crib. And there were like really dope old school tapes um, with, I mean, like Eclipse and DJ Riz with all the scratch intros and things like that. And that's just like the way I love my boom bap and that's why I love cuts on the on the tracks and as I'm not a not a good DJ um, I reach out to good DJs because um, I couldn't do those cuts so um, I try to bring like I, I think I'm good at connecting people and I try to connect like uh, good MCs 
uh, with good DJs and I'm in between and try to put it all together. Um, and I'm really happy all the DJs did, did a really great job, like DJ Case, DJ Scruff, 12 Finger Dan, B-Bass, DJ LP2, DJ Tricky, DJ, I already mentioned DJ, DJ Scruff, I think. Yeah, um, I hope I didn't forget anyone, but um, I have so many people on the album. They all did a great, great job. I'm really happy. Yeah, word. So what is your... Uh production workstation consist of? Um, I actually um, work digitally. Um, I work on my laptop, um, but everything uh, I do is sampled and I use a, um, an Akai MPD, you know, the, the, the pads, but you can use it uh, in your digital um, program. So I don't have an uh, MPC or an EMU uh, analog workstation. Um, I started beat making, making in 2008, and I really uh, worked with um, uh, FL Studio Professional, to be honest. So um, that's um, that was a lot of discussion with um, with uh, a few friends of mine because, you know, I I love like the analog devices. I love how a, how an MPC looks, and it's it's just classic, and that's the the vibe I love, but um, when I started making beats, I didn't have a lot of money, and a friend of mine started with FL Studio, and that would that was really pretty easy. Um, and I think um, if you have like the right plugins and um, still everything is sampled, you can still make dope boom bap. Um, I try not to sound like the '90s when when something is really rough. Uh, then it comes from the original sample, but I don't do like vinyl uh, 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 noise over my beats artificially. Um, but um, yeah, sometimes the samples are pretty rough and then it is what it is. But um, for me, like working digitally is, um, yeah, that's my workflow for now. I'm pretty fast at it. And maybe I will get an MPC one day. Um just to have one and um, try it out and maybe make beats with it as well. But for now, as I don't have really much time um, due to like family and the normal day job, uh, I still stick to working digitally. But I'm happy uh, the way it works out now because um, working digitally, you can really um, have a dope loop within a short period of time. Just stick with what works, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like the classic looks. Um, I would love to put an MPC on <laughs> on my cover or something like that, but that would be fake as hell. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite song on the album? Um, oh, that's hard because... Um, but I think if, you, if I really have to... Uh, uh, to choose one, I think it's um, from CI with Q and C. Because um, when I made that beat, um, um, I listened to the Rec One album. Ah man, I don't know the the title of the track, but here's a really loud track on the on the last album. Um, yeah, and that was this kind of vibe, and I thought like, yeah man, Rec One would be dope over that one. Uh, but that's not realistic, <laughs> to be honest. And then I had uh, the chance to 
sent the beat to QNC to Kurt Cazell um, because they're really um, um, friends with uh, Soul Brother with uh, 12 Finger Dan and B Bass. Um, and they picked the beat, and I was really, really happy. I mean, I mean Kurt Cazell, uh, he's he worked in the D&D studios. Um, he produced tracks like Ghetto, like D&D. It's a, that's a classic. And um, when the track was finished, he said, wow, that's mad dope. And that was that's why I make the sound, you know. That's really my success. It's not about plays or earning any money with it for me. It's just like Primo plays my uh, track with Amdor twice in his uh, in his show on Sirius uh, or Kurt Cazell says the track we did is dope uh, and now we're even uh, even doing a video for that track to release it as fourth uh, single of the album so yeah that's I mean I grew up with them and it's it's so dope to to be able to work with uh, guys like that now yo yeah. You know the duo, dynamic like an acrobat. I'm on my rock Kim, hyper than a heart attack. I'm on with that, uh, sick flow with the sniper scope. I see you small rappers with a microscope. Yeah, it's kind of dope, kicking down the front door. That's the kind of dope to make them real heads want more. You're done for. Vacate the premises. QNC rap kid fly like yo, a Pegasus. Hey, yo, I'm back on the podium spitting that get down. We got that lit sound and take your roads to brick pounds. It's so clear that your boys is back and we still here because we spice the track. Uh -huh. This is hip hop, so don't get it confused. Defined by the lines and the rhymes we use. Kirk Gazelle, sitting something in that big glass. I pour slow, but I set it off no quick from fast. C-I-L-I-N-Y. They know I'm from C-I-L-I-N-Y Long Island They know I'm from C-I-L-I-N-Y Okay, you you mentioned Raekwon. Um, if you could produce an album for one MC, who would it be? Oh, <laughs> um, I think Master Ace. Ah, um, okay. Because, I mean, Master Ace is, uh, like, for me, the, the perfect MC. Um, because I love his storytelling. Um, and the whole, I mean, it's punchlines and storytelling and the whole aura he has. Um, yeah, that's for me, like, he's one of my top five, definitely. And, um, I think sometimes I really love the, like, uh, melancholic beats, um, or like, yeah, I, I think I could do beats that would really fit his style. Um, yeah, that would be dope to, to make an album or an EP with Master Ace or maybe a single for the future, um, I know people that are in contact with him and that have already worked with him. So that's probably a goal for the future. You mentioned aces in your top five, so you got to give me your top five. Boy, <laughs> 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 that's heavy because um, actually it always changes. I, I, if you... I can't say you my uh, I can't mention you my like all time top five because I had to 
I think I have to think about that a little bit longer. Um, I have like my monthly rotation top five. Nas is definitely in my top five. R.A. the Rugged Man is in my top five. I love the new album he released. Um, All my heroes are dead. It's, it's super dope. It's crazy. Um, Master Ace is in my top five. Um, <laughs> Let me do a top three. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got it. Okay. I wanted to ask you about Germany because mm-hmm. um, I have a friend who uh, was stationed there in the military and he always tells me I need to go to Germany. But I flew to uh, England a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I sat next to a girl from Germany and she was telling me how much she loved Chicago. I said, well, why don't you move here? And she said, well, in Germany, they pay for a college and I want to finish my education. I'm like, wow, they college is free in Germany. <laughs> and she said, yeah. <laughs> and she said also healthcare. Um, she's like, I can go to a doctor for free. I can't do that in America. And it blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, I would stay in Germany too. Um, <laughs> it is. So is that, is that accurate? Is that your situation as well and yeah first um, of all i could co-sign what the girl said because um i mean we are really in a um in a good good situation here in europe i mean the health system is great uh you can really go to the doctor for free um i mean the crime rate is not really high in germany it's pretty safe that's good too um then um, if you get unemployed, you get money from the from the, from the the state. I mean, I think that's really more critical in the states. Um, and I think, um, uh, yeah, I mean, we you have a lot of a lot of freedom here. Um, our reception in Europe from the states is always. Man, like the cops are harassing people and like in California, three strikes and you're out, things like that. A lot of people in the prisons, um, a lot of people have guns too. I mean, um, yeah, in, in Germany, oh, nobody has guns. It's crazy. I mean, people here, people stab each other for sure. And some people have guns as well, but it's not like everybody has a gun to defend his house. So the... Um, the chance to get shot here are uh, like zero <laughs> if you don't like uh, hit a cop car or something like that and <laughs> tell them you want to shoot them or something like that. Um, so, but I mean, yeah, it's it's safe here and it have, has a lot of uh, advantages, to be honest. I love the States, nevertheless. I mean, um, culture-wise, uh, I love the music that comes from there. I love the food. My the sneakers I wear mm-hmm. <laughs> come from there. <laughs> um, I just love the vibe, uh, how the people are. Uh, I've been to the states twice um, in NYC and in California too. Um, I was a I was a skateboarder in the '90s. So skateboarding all days, ten hours. 
so that that comes from the skate essays yeah. too so um my whole life was influenced actually by the united states and i'm i'm still a fan but you know how it is now with the government nowadays um yeah it's uh, it's a little difficult you know i think and i i know people would disagree with me but i would guess that the average american when they think of germany they think of hitler <laughs> and that's that's weak because we're so arrogant uh myself included and arrogant and ignorant we we don't care about other countries and cultures and things like that it's like we're the only place that matters and um you know germany hasn't been in our you know merkel yeah but i mean um germany has not been an issue for us since the 30s and 40s so <laughs> out of sight out of mind we only associate uh germany with hitler and that's so long ago um yeah for sure man and i mean um that's that's long gone <laughs> yeah. if you come here probably to munich man it's i mean we have the mountains here like 40 50 kilometers away from here it's so goddamn beautiful we have normally not this year though we have the oktoberfest the biggest beer fest in the world and a lot of americans come here mm -hmm. um and um yeah it's a, it's a really nice country with open-minded people um i mean that was a totally different time with hitler i mean yeah for sure never forget that uh, it's important to always remember uh, so nothing like that will happen in the future. Um, and nowadays there are a lot of tendencies in different states that the people, um, yeah, are going more right wing, even in the States, I guess, like the whole Trump, uh, um, oh, yeah. people and, uh, th but that's, that's not a German phenomenon. That's like worldwide, oh, yeah. I guess, or. Um, in a lot of industry states and um, yeah that's not a good tendency to be honest but um, I'm I'm hoping that there are always a lot of open-minded people that uh, prevent like society as a whole from going too much to the right wing well you're you're hoping for a lot uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's gonna change it's just growing and growing regardless of how uh, foolish it looks and how stupid these people sound. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a snowball. It's just getting bigger and bigger. And it, like you said, it's not just America. It's not just Germany. It's all Western civilization. Uh, there is this fear that, um, immigration and, um, assimilation, uh, you know, people from different countries are ruining white western civilization and it's just not true but that's the fear and yeah yeah it's all i mean it's always um people have a lot of fear <laughs> in these days yeah um so and yeah and um a lot of yeah their own lack of capacity to create something uh that's maybe uh, the reason they have fear that others take like the the last little thing from them but i mean 
we could uh, uh, we could talk about that for hours. Hours. Uh, actually, actually, I'm a, a sociologist. Um, ah. I studied that, um, and I wrote about uh, terrorism risk. Uh, my diploma thesis years ago. That was in 2010. And so yeah, I had to read a lot about uh, people and society in general. Not so much nowadays because I I sold my soul. Uh, I work in advertising now, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, when you you have so much insight in theories about how society works and how people function, then for me personally, it was like, okay, I know how it goes, but I mean, you, I I kind of gave up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I don't blame you, man. <laughs> I, I understand. I completely understand. It's 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 a heavy burden. You can't change people. Like you could dis discuss even with your neighbor, uh, like for hours and, and disagree all the time. And um, but a lot of people have like the ambition to change others, but but maybe it's not. You can't change the others. Maybe it's just to inform them and give them the chance to. Uh, have uh, to see other views and per perspectives uh, of, of of situations and things, but yeah, that's you. You should you should actually focus on that, or or you have to focus on that to be able to convince maybe at least one person. So I I don't have the time to do that. I just try. I have good people, uh, good friends, a lot of good friends, and they are all good people. So. As long as I have good people in my friend uh, friends uh, list, or uh, I gather good people, I'm I'm good. Yeah, that's it. It's the simple things in life, man. Definitely. Okay, last question, bro. Um, what do you say to those who say that boom bap is two nineties? Hmm. Um. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, boom bap is definitely not 290s because I can I can uh, 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 mention at least like five albums that came out last month and they're boom bap. So <laughs> boom bap is the past, the present, and the future <laughs> for me, <laughs> at least. Or for I me mean, too, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's good that. Hip hop music has so many different uh, directions, and there's trap music, there is boom bap, there is, and every younger generation, like the 15 year olds, they listen to other kinds of hip hop music than we do nowadays. But that's good. Diversification is not a bad thing. Um, but I like my boom bap, and I like it. I liked it in the past. I like it now, and I will probably uh, probably like it in the future as well. And I think a lot of people that grew up with the 90s sound um, think alike. And so my album is for them. And I'm not mad at other people when they don't listen to it um, because maybe they, they just like their hip hop in, an, in a totally other way. So that's cool. That's cool for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rockwell, thank you for joining the realhiphop.com podcast. Thank you very much for the opportunity, man. Appreciate it. You're welcome, man. Peace. The real, 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 real